the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24. Didn't the worship team do, do a great job this morning? Luke 24, verses 1 through 8. I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version. Whatever translation you have, uh, go ahead and follow along. It'll also be up on the, the screens. Not going to ask you to stand again. You stood long enough in worship. And so just know that the Word of God is holy and that it touches our lives today. The Bible says, uh, now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb bringing the spices which they had prepared. I'm assuming the, the they is the many Marys that the children talked about in the video, right? But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments, and then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, listen, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. One more time. Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And at that point, they remembered his words. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you uh, for this wonderful Resurrection Sunday morning. Uh, we thank you for the awesome worship that we just had. But Lord, especially, we thank you for the great sacrifice that is Jesus, the one who came to, to pay the price for us all. And Lord, this morning, as we talk about the resurrection, I pray, God, that you would challenge every heart, that you would encourage us to respond to that resurrection that's available to us. Uh, again, touch every life, touch every heart. In Jesus' name, God's people said, amen. amen. So listen, every Christmas, we gather in amazement that Jesus would leave the splendor of heaven and actually come down to the small, quiet little planet Earth. He became a human, and he experienced life here on Earth with us. A few months later, some gather on Good Friday in humble amazement that our Jesus would actually die on a cross for our sins, that he would take the punishment that you and I deserve and actually die in our place. And then we come to this day. Today, Easter, Resurrection Sunday, the climax, the highest point, the, the culmination of Jesus' earthly ministry, and now we celebrate. Now we rejoice together. See, it's not just that Jesus came to earth, and it's not merely that he died, but it's that he rose from the dead. Amen. See, he's living here today in our time, in our season. If he had only died like others... He would only be a religious teacher, another Buddha or Muhammad. See, if Jesus had only come to earth, he would merely be like a visitor, like God on a holiday or a vacation. But in truth, he didn't just come to earth. And he didn't just die on a cross, but he rose from the dead. See, out of the grave, he arose. That's, listen, that's the excitement. That's the foundation of Christianity. In fact, that, that is what makes our faith unique. See, there's an old hymn we used to sing in the church that sounds a little like this. I, I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. 
I know that he is living, whatever men may say. I see his hand of mercy. I hear his voice of cheer. And just the time I need him, he's always near. And I love this part, the chorus. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and he talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives? He lives within my heart. Listen, some of us have heard this story so many times, right? Every year at least. We read, it, uh, we read it again this morning in our text, but I really hope that you and I never get tired of hearing the words, He is risen. Listen, I, I hope we never cease to be amazed, to be awestruck by the incredible fact that, that death couldn't hold the Lord of life down. Yes, the grave could not keep Him captive. And most of all, I hope we never miss the simple fact that Jesus is alive today, here and now, listen, that's what I want to talk about for the next few moments this Easter morning. The fact that Jesus Christ is alive today, he's risen, and what his resurrection means to you and I in 2022. Listen, at Christmas, we celebrate an instant, a moment in time when Jesus, like I said earlier, was born in a virgin, uh, of a virgin in a manger. And then we do the same thing on Good Friday when, when he suffered and died on the cross. We remember a single moment in history. But listen, the, the resurrection of Jesus is different. I don't know if you ever look at one of your friends or someone that you know and say, they're just built different. There's just something different about them. Well, the resurrection of Jesus is different. See, it's not just something that happened at a moment in time, but it's literally and actually a daily reality for you and I. Listen, like when we say he is risen, we, just, we don't just mean that at a moment in time Jesus came back to life way back then, a long, long time ago in a galaxy far away. What we really mean is Jesus alive. Jesus is alive today, right here, right now, at this very moment. And you know what? That changes everything. See, the Apostle Paul is incredibly blunt in 1 Corinthians 15, 14, when he writes, And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty. That word empty means useless, and your faith is also empty if Christ is not risen. So what does it really mean for you and I today that Jesus is risen? Well, I want to suggest four things that I see in the resurrection of Jesus that will help us to answer that. Number one, if you're writing notes, there is love in the resurrection. Say love. love. One more time. Say love. love. There is love in the resurrection. 1 John 4, 9 says, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. We see this, this love in a, in a very painful way on the cross. In fact, we, we see the clear extent of God's love for us as we reflect on Jesus' death, but it doesn't end there. See, the love of God not only sent Jesus to die on a cross, it also raised him back to life again. And the love of God did, did not leave Jesus in the tomb and us in despair, but it raised Jesus back to life again. So that as John writes... You and I might live through him. And so listen, love hates death. 
And love struggles against death in, in favor of life. And in the resurrection of our Lord Jesus, love overcame death. And in, the, in, the, in, the love, in that love of the resurrection is not just expressed in terms of the love of God for us. See, the love we find in that resurrection also overflows from us to others. 1 John 3.14 says, We know that we have passed from death to life because we love one another. Anyone who does not love remains in death. So listen, we, we know that we participate in the resurrection life of Jesus because it spills over into our relationships with one another, even with those who are difficult to love because he's risen. Anybody know someone who's difficult to love this morning? Don't point, don't, you know, you know call them out. We can love them because he's risen. In fact, Jesus prayed that the world would know we were his disciples by the depth of our love for one another. And so this resurrection love needs to characterize all of our conversations and all of our interactions with each other. That's exactly what the resurrection calls us to. It calls us to love one another like we love ourselves and we love ourselves a lot. To, and to put the needs and, and desires of others a, a, a ahead a, a, of our own needs in brotherly love. And so harsh, critical, and unloving words need to be replaced by the incredible love of God that raised Jesus from the dead. And then our love actions become the evidence of his resurrection through us. Listen, for anyone that's searching striving or dying to be loved in our world today, there is an open invitation to come to the resurrected Jesus and experience his love in that same resurrection. See, the same God who left his throne in heaven came to earth. He lived a perfect life and died on a cross. Perfect, a perfect life, died on a cross for our sins, but he's risen and alive today in 2022, and he wants you to discover a love beyond your imagination. We all might have at one time or another heard the song, you know, looking for love in all the wrong places. That might be your story. That might be your song of yesteryear. But when you find Jesus, you recognize that the love you were looking for is already there because he's alive. He's risen. And so we know there's love in the resurrection. And number two, there is life. Say life. life. There is life in the resurrection. Listen, as a pastor, I've performed many funerals. See, untimely deaths are, are usually shrouded with all kinds of sadness, right? But there's a huge difference between the funeral of a Christ follower and that of a, a non-Christian. See, the Bible says that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And the Christian has received the eternal and abundant life by accepting Christ into his heart and, and following after him. And so when this earthly life ends, the follower of Christ has great confidence in life beyond the grave or resurrection life. I've, you've heard me say before that if you were to consider your life to be a 25 or a 50 foot rope and you took that rope and you held up maybe six or seven inches of that rope, that is your life if you live to be 50, 60, 70, 80, or maybe even 90. But don't forget, there's the rest of the rope. And so you and I were created for eternity and the choices we make here and now will affect our eternity. It will affect our eternity. There is life in the resurrection. Make sure you're making the right choices, right? 
And so listen, when this earthly life ends, the follower of Christ has great confidence in life beyond the grave. And that's why some, some of the funerals I've done, we actually call them celebrations of life because for the Christian, death has been defeated and life goes on eternally because Jesus is risen. But what would it be like to stand at a time of death of a loved one with, without the knowledge that there's life beyond the grave? Some people say, you know, uh, you know, whoever dies with the most toys wins. Well, no, you can't take it with you. And in fact, if you want treasure in the life to come, the treasure is found in, in your decision on where you want to spend eternity. What do you mean, Pastor Freddie? Well, if you don't make a decision, you've really made a decision, haven't you? There's, there's, two, there's two opinions. There's two places. It's either heaven or hell, and we make a decision today. We don't like to talk about that. That's the truth. There's life in the resurrection. See, I don't have to, to try and think of what it would be like because thankfully, because there's life in the resurrection of Jesus, I have hope. He is risen. If, in fact, there's victory, all because Jesus rose from the dead. Romans 6, 4, and 5 says, We were therefore buried with him through baptism in, into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection life like his. Listen. We will be united with Jesus in his resurrection life. That's exactly what happens at that moment when we personally respond in faith to God by asking Jesus to come into our lives. Jesus actually described it as a new birth. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone, say anyone, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become what? new do you know that resurrection life today have you experienced it for yourself i mean romans 8 11 says and if the spirit of him who raised jesus from the dead is living in you he who raised christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives inside of you here, God freely offers us a new life. He offers us the chance to participate with Jesus in the life to come through resurrection. And Jesus is alive today. He's right here, right now, according to his promise. And he brings with him the gift of life. In fact, listen, he has his hands outstretched right now, right now at this very moment, offering it to you. But he won't force it upon you. He won't stuff it down your throat. He will simply and freely offer you his eternal life. It's yours if you want it. So because Jesus is risen, there's love in the resurrection, there's life in the resurrection, and number three, there is hope in the resurrection. I love the fact that in Jesus we have hope. The world around us, you have people losing hope everywhere. See, the fact that there's life in the resurrection is the source of this third thing, that hope. And I have hope because Jesus rose from the dead. Another one of my favorite hymns says, because he lives, I can face when? Tomorrow. Listen, it's true. See, I can face uncertain and crazy days here on earth all because he lives. 
Listen, the resurrection gives us hope for today. It gives us hope for tomorrow. It gives us hope for eternity. Hope that can hope that that things can change and hope that even if they don't change and the worst thing happens or even death comes, we have hope that it's not the end. It's not over. See, there's more to this life than living and dying. In fact, there's a a better life after this one if we choose to live with Jesus at our side. See, a life without sickness, doesn't that sound good? A life without pain, a life without tears, a life without ever having to wonder, Lord, where are you? Because we'll actually see him with our very eyes. We'll touch him with our very hands. And we will never, ever have to worry about anything ever again. Listen, I know that for some, the one thing we do fear is death. Many of us are afraid to die. I mean, it seems so final, so horrible, so unavoidable. But in the resurrection of Jesus, you and I find hope because he is risen. We hope for something greater, something better, something eternal. And we know that's a fact because Jesus is alive today. See, this resurrection hope, it affects how we live and it affects how we die. In fact, the resurrection of Jesus has forever changed the view of death for the follower of Christ. Rodney Stark, sociologist at the University of Washington, points out that when a major plague actually hit the ancient Roman Empire, Christians had surprisingly high survival rates. Why, you ask? See, most Roman citizens would banish any plague-stricken person from their household. They would just kick them out. But because Christ, Christians had no fear of death, they actually nursed the sick back to life instead of throwing them out. Therefore, many Christians survived the plague. Listen, for each of us today, when the moment of death comes, we can have hope, resurrection hope. In fact, we we can know that Jesus Christ will be right there with us. His presence is, is right here at our side right now. And we don't have to go through stuff alone. We go through it with him. 1 Peter 1.3 says, Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We have that living hope if we have Jesus. And so because he is risen, we have hope. Again, there's love, there's life, and there's hope in the resurrection. And last but not least, there is power in the resurrection. Say power. power. 1 Corinthians 6.14 says, By his power, God raised the Lord from the dead, and he will raise us also. You see, the simple point I want to make this morning that winds its way through each of the points that I've talked about is that Jesus is risen today, right now. He's alive right now, with us right now, sitting with us in this room right now, walking beside us all throughout life right now. See, he didn't rise up from the dead just to take off to heaven and maybe, maybe one day come, come back some, uh, someday again. But he's actually alive and with us through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And because of that, his power is available to us right now. And so the, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that's going to raise us up if we know him. That power is here for our daily lives 
And God desires us to, to experience it more deeply. In fact, that resurrection power is here to help us have victory over sin. It's also here to bring us hope and encouragement as we live for Jesus. Listen, that resurrection power is here to shine through us and into the world around us. It's here to enable us to worship and to celebrate no matter what's happening around us. No matter what you're going through, that resurrection power helps us. See, Jesus is here to enable us to have victory over sin. He's here to bring us hope and encouragement. He's here to shine through us in our world. He's here to enable us to worship and to celebrate. He is risen today. Worship team, come. Listen, in 1930, the, the communist leader, Bukharin, journeyed from Moscow to Kiev. His mission was to address a huge assembly, and his subject was atheism. And so for a solid hour, he aimed his heavily, heavy artillery at Christianity, hurling argument after argument heaped on, on top of ridicule. And at last he, uh, he was finished and viewed what he thought was the smoldering ashes of people's ruined faith because he talked about atheism. He endorsed it. He supported it. Are there any questions, Bukharin demanded? Then a solitary man, he stood up and, and asked permission to speak. He, he mounted the, the platform and, and moved close to the communist leader. The audience was breathlessly silent as the man surveyed them for the, from the right and, and then to the left. And, and at last he shouted the ancient Christian Orthodox greeting, Christ is risen! And the vast assembly rose up united as one man and responded boldly. He is risen indeed this Easter morning. It's my prayer that each of you would know the risen Lord Jesus for yourselves. That you would personally know the love, life, hope, and power of the resurrection. Because Jesus is alive. He is risen. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, again, we thank you for our time of worship. We thank you, Lord, for the time that we've been able to have in the word of God. We know, Lord, that your Holy Spirit is here. And, and Lord, I, I, I can't imagine we are, are not all on the same page, but, Lord, we're in different places of life. Some folks, they're, they're walking with you, doing their very best to, to read the word of the Lord, to, uh, to make sure they're connected with you and, and to worship and, and at every opportunity uh, fixed on their growth and on their maturity in Christ. And others, Lord, we know that there are some that, that visit you only once or twice a year. It's their religious duty or their exercise that they go through, but there's no relationship. But I know, Lord, for a fact that you are not willing that any should perish. And so this morning, for those that are within the sound of my voice, Father, I believe that you are letting us know, that you are giving us that, that clarion call that we have a decision to make. That, that, that six or seven inch section of the rope is running thin. It's, it's running out. And when that section is over, all of a sudden eternity will begin. And that if we have not made a choice, if we have not made a decision, 
during this life, this earthly life, to follow after you will be eternally separated from you forever. That's the truth. So, Father, I pray that none would allow that to happen. That none would sit here or stand here this morning and say, well, I, I don't believe that. Or, or, you know, that's good for you, Pastor Freddie. That, I'm not interested in that. Because at the end of the day, one of us is right. And one of us is wrong. And so I pray that you would not take any chances. Make a decision. Say yes to Jesus. Surrender your life to him and begin new life in Christ. I can't force you, can't demand it of you. It's your personal choice. And again, my prayer is that you'll make that choice today, today. Listen, you, you may not have tomorrow. You may not have tomorrow. None of us are guaranteed tomorrow. God forbid something could happen. And again, don't want you to make the decision based on fear, but that's the reality. Lord, help us to respond to you. In Jesus' name, amen.